3rd, 9.03 a.m. This is Sarah Beth Anders from Chameleon. I still wanted to have that final call. Just putting together materials for my, um, uh, hiring board. Call me back, okay? Bye. July 3rd, 12.45 p.m. This is Zarabeth Anders calling again. I realize you probably have a lot of offers, but I thought we had a good talk, and can you please call me back? Thanks. July 3rd, 2.15 p.m. Hey, this is Zarabeth again. I didn't think you'd be one to ghost people. Is everything okay? I care about you. More than you know. I've... I've probably said too much, but I'm worried. Can you call me back? Realm presents Memory Lane Season 2, Episode 8. I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey friends, it's Fred Greenhalgh, producer here at Realm. A new episode of Ominous Thrill is ready for your ears. It's Advice After Dark. Late night radio host Bella Donna delivers extreme advice to the delighted horror of her audience until a creepy listener forces her to confront the brutal consequences of her show. Here's a preview. Welcome to my live stream, Bella. Say hello to everyone. What do you want? Click the link. Watch along. I'm not clicking links from psychos. You put that trash on the radio every night and I'm the psycho. You sound like you need help. I'm not one of your fake callers. My show is very, very real. Do you want to know what it's called? No, I don't. It's called Belladonna Gets What's Coming. Starring you. What? It's really starring me, but it's all about you. And you'd be surprised how many people want to watch you get what's coming. I called the police. They'll be here any minute. Yeah, well, we should be done before they get here. Find Ominous Thrill out now, everywhere you listen. Shit! Shit, shit, shit! I told you we couldn't trust Judith! But no, don't listen to Cassie. She's not a doctor. God. I'm sorry, I should have trusted you, Cassie. Then he notices me a few paces behind him, holding hands with the quiet guy from the back seat. Alex, Ned, 
Go back to the car. I didn't want to be alone. She's getting worse. And now Judith is doing God knows what to the only woman who might know how to fix her. Okay, okay. I mean, what do we do? Do we go in or... or Oh, for God's sake. The woman lurches past him and twists the doorknob. It opens easily, and she marches in. Cassie! We scramble in after her. The graying woman whirls around. Uh, what are you doing? Didn't I tell you to stay in the car? Ned, oh, you shouldn't be here. You lied, Judith. The redhead looks at her, confused. But then she sees me and widens her eyes. Alex, is, is that you? Am I Alex? It's Zerabeth. We talked on the phone. I, I've been trying to reach you. Then the redhead does a double take. Dr. Novick? What are you doing here? Zerabeth, listen. We just want to talk about Alex's stim. She's not going to help us. Dr. Novick, it's not what you think. You love Ned like a brother, and then you, you send him a, a, a defective device to rot his brain? Maybe it's helping his brain after what you did to him. Zarabeth, you were at Amizaj? Why didn't you tell me when I mentioned it? And Judith? Wait, what did Judith do to Ned? The redhead glares at the older woman. I went there after my parents' accident. Judith took me in. She told me she helped young people who'd been through trauma. At first, it was great, peaceful. And I had a friend, Ned. He kind of looked out for me since he was a few years older. So what happened? She pushes a lock of hair out of her face and takes a ragged breath. She was hard on Ned. She had no patience for his anxiety. She kept saying he needed to sort himself out, and then there was the day I... She looks away. It's okay, you can tell us. I can't believe you're all listening to this nonsense. I saw him in her patient room. The blonde woman and the man exchange an uncomfortable look. Judith was experimenting on Ned? It wasn't experimenting. I was treating him for his anxiety. The door was ajar and I peeked in. I called Ned's name and when he turned to me, he was totally blank. Later that night, he seemed himself again, so I asked. He said she'd been doing it to him for years. The woman next to me puts a hand over her mouth. Huh, doing what exactly? He said she was extracting negative thoughts from his brain. Oh, this is ridiculous. She's the one who's been messing with my son's head and your daughter's. Did she ever make you go into her treatment room? No. After what Ned said, I was really scared. That was when I decided to leave Amizaj. You're lying. I didn't want to leave Ned, but I had to. How old were you? Twelve. I made my way to some old friends of my parents, but they didn't want me there. I wound up in foster care, and it was hell. But I never forgot about Ned. I wanted to go back for him. It's why I got into memory studies. Why I started working with Dr. Novick after working my way through college. 
Dr. Novik, when you mentioned Amazaj, I knew right away something terrible must have happened to you. Why didn't you tell me? I was afraid that if I talked, she'd find me. But I don't get it. Why send Ned a stim to make him worse? It hasn't made him worse. It makes him happy, doesn't it? He's lost all memory function now. He's a shell of his former self. The redhead shakes her head. I gave him my own happiest memories. The time we spent drawing together. I brought him joy in place of Judith's suffering. You erased everything that made Ned Ned in the process. You irresponsible little... Where did you get the prototypes, Arabeth? And how did you figure out how to modify them? You're a better teacher than you give yourself credit for, Dr. Novik. All I needed to do was borrow them from your lab, extrapolate from your existing theories. And let me guess, you have fond memories of coding camp too, hmm? The younger woman's lips twitch. Coding camp was the last good memory I had. Before my parents... She swallows. A week later, I was with them in the car when the accident happened. I watched them die. Oh, Zarabeth, I wish you'd... I'm so sorry. She shrugs, but her shoulders remain tense. So what did you do to the stims, hmm? Why did they erase my son's mind? And my daughter's. The only thing they erase is negative emotion. Nothing more. The man near the door blanches. You can't erase just one emotion. People feel dozens of emotions all at once, all the time. If you erase everything with even a hint of negativity... And why go after Alex? Sending her a stim, faking a job interview to talk to her... I... Do you even know Alex? Suddenly, everyone in the room looks at me. I don't know why. I don't understand any of this. Please, can I just have my stim? The redhead smiles at me. See? She knows it helps. The other two women, one older and gray-haired, the other blonde and scowling, move between us. Don't you dare. I knew Judith must have hurt other people the same way she hurt Ned. When you told me about your time at Amazaj, Remy, it made me realize there were lots more. You told me Cassie's name. You hadn't found her yet, but you don't have the same computer capabilities that I do. You found Cassie years ago, and you never told me? I tried to connect with you first, Cassie. I sent you the same survey with the stim as the prize, but you didn't bite. Then, I found out you had a daughter, and I thought, well, maybe she needs my help too. She's looking at me again. I know it seems like Alex is suffering, but imagine if all your bad memories were gone. Imagine if you had the freedom to just be without the baggage haunting you. Alex has the chance to be more purely happy than anyone else in the world. Memories are what make a person, good and bad. What you're doing is a crime, Zarabeth. You're taking people's souls away. Why don't you ask them how they feel? Before the memory loss, they both told me they were miserable. Alex, is that true? The blonde woman stares at me. She looks hurt. It takes me a moment to realize she's asking me a question. I don't know. 
I'm sorry. Fix her. Fix her, please. You're asking me to return her to unhappiness. I'd rather she hate me and live than not know me at all. Okay, I agree. Yes, even if... The older woman's chin trembles. Even if my son never speaks to me again, I still want you to help him. I can't. People's lives are better because of me. People's lives? There are more? The redhead smiles. It's calm, confident. I'm creating a more peaceful world, one stim at a time. Without warning, the man with the three-day scruff launches forward. In one swift movement, he pins the redhead's arms behind her back. She yelps. Dr. Novik! I don't want to hurt you, but this isn't right. No! Cassie, find her laptop. No! She tries to break free from the man, but he's holding her too tightly. The blonde woman hesitates, gaze fixed on me. Don't move, Alex, okay? I'll be right back. I watch as she darts through a doorway. Come back! And down some stairs. No, you can't! The graying woman touches the shoulder of another man. Standing so quietly in the corner, I didn't notice him earlier. It's all right, Ned. This will all be over soon. The redhead continues to screech. I'm sorry, Sarabeth. Suddenly, she twists her body and wiggles out from his grasp. She bolts across the room, toward the door where the blonde woman disappeared. She wrenches it open to reveal steps. No! The graying woman grabs the younger woman's arm. The younger woman wrenches free, but the momentum is too much. Suddenly, she's falling. As if in slow motion. Someone else fell like this. Man. Because of me. The thought evaporates in sounds. The man runs to the doorway. But he stops short, his hand covering his mouth. I can't see the younger woman anymore. The graying woman is gasping, one hand on her chest. Oh my god, oh my god! Someone call an ambulance! The man fumbles with his pockets, pulls out a phone and dials. I drift toward him, propelled by some dark urge I can't explain. I remember this. The light is dim, but a red-headed young woman lies motionless at the bottom of the stairs. Her neck is twisted. A blonde woman kneels beside her, a laptop under one arm, the other gently feeling at the young woman's throat. I need an ambulance, now! My heart is pounding faster and faster. My legs wobble. My vision starts to tunnel. Come away from the steps, Alex. My name? Someone else's? Am I dying? I feel myself tip sideways. And then I hear nothing at all. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I open my eyes. Light streams in through the window. Warming my face. But my head is pounding. Did Cassie trick me into getting drunk with her? Cassie? Cassie? Cassie is my mother. And and Remy is my father. It all snaps into place. Everything I've witnessed in the past few days but haven't completely understood. Judith and Ned and Amizaj and Zarabeth. Oh, Zarabeth! I look around. The room is strangely familiar. Mm, There are electrodes attached to my head, and I'm in a comfortable recliner. But I'm alone. Then the door swings open, and Remy walks in. All at once, I realize we're in his lab. He gives me a tentative smile. Alex, how are you feeling? I remember everything. His shoulders slump in relief. He takes my hand. Zarabeth lied to me. Tricked me. Coding camp was never my memory. I built my whole adult life around a lie. But the image of her lying at the bottom of the steps sends a wave of nausea through me. Is she... Remy closes his eyes. The paramedics tried everything. My heart breaks. She thought she was doing the right thing, in some horrible, twisted way. God, I I, I feel responsible. She she got those stims from my lab, and, and it was my research she used as a basis. It's not your fault. I hate what she did to me, but clearly she needed help herself. For a moment, we sit in silence. Remy recalling the lab assistant who betrayed him, 
Me thinking about that little girl in coding camp, who I used to believe was me, wishing she'd gotten a better future. In the end, losing that coding camp memory isn't so bad. I can make new memories, like this one, holding my father's hand and reminiscing together. Zarabeth would have said this is a negative memory. I'm sad, after all. He feels guilty. But you can't extricate the negative emotions from the rest. So, I'm better now? I think so. It was just a matter of reversing the pathways Zarabeth coded in your brain. Is Cassie okay? What about Ned? Cassie's okay. She's just outside. And as for Ned... Remy pushes aside a curtain I hadn't noticed before. There, lying on a cot nearby, is Ned. As we watch, he blinks, sits up slowly, and rubs his eyes. Where am I? Who are you? He looks so different. More alert. His gaze darts around the room, then lands on me. I smile. And after a moment, he returns it. We're friends. How are you feeling? The last thing I remember, I was... fishing... at... at my mother's house. I feel like I've been asleep for years. Don't worry. We'll help you get through all of this. The door creaks open. And Cassie's face peers in. When she sees me, her eyes light up. She runs in, wraps her arms around me, and bursts into tears. Oh, baby. Oh, I was so worried. How are you? She hesitates. Oh, no. No, wait. You do know who I am, right? I suppress a laugh. I'm fine, Mom. Just that one word makes her eyes well with tears. Sorry, were we all somewhere together? Ned! Oh, Remy, he's okay? It'll take a bit, but I think the data you recovered from Zarabeth's files worked. Cassie squeezes my hand. I really do feel good. Sharper and clearer than I have in months. Then a thought stops me cold. At Zarabeth's house, she mentioned other stims. What about stims? We all trade glances. We have a lot to fill you in on, Ned. Would you like me to go get your mother? He visibly blanches. No, please, I don't... I can't go back to Amazaj. Cassie pushes off my bed and moves to stand near Ned's. It's all right. You're safe here. You never have to go back there if that's what you want. Your mom... Cassie peeks at me through a curtain of hair. She knows she made mistakes. All she wants now is to make sure you have a good life. Your own life. With or without her in it. He closes his eyes for a long moment. I'm not ready to see her yet. That's fine. You don't have to. We all go quiet. I watch Ned closely. Are there more people like us out there? Zarabeth's unwilling lab rats. Unfortunately, I think so. 
We recovered a shipping list from Zarabeth's laptop. There's a lot of information to go through. We'll probably need your coding skills again. Of course. The good news is the restoration process wasn't that difficult to figure out. And also, I reached out to Vanessa Yardley, the creator of the stim. Uh, yeah, I know her. She wants to help me. We're going to work together to make sure stims can't be tampered with ever again. That's great! Remy glances at Cassie. She nods, both of them suppressing sudden smiles. And she wants to talk to you, Alex. Wait, me? Why? She was very impressed when I told her about how you located Zarabeth just by recalling a few lines of code, with severe memory loss. She thinks there might be a position for you at her company. Are you serious? That would be my dream job. His gaze shifts to Cassie. By her body language, I can tell she's still wary. I can restore your memory, Cassie. If you want, that is. Yes. And you can do Trina, too? And Peyton? Of course. I've even contacted Colin. What? Colin? Isn't that friend of yours, Alex? I curl my toes. Colin. What I'd done to him rushes back. The argument I had with Peyton. There are things I need to explain to her. Things she may never forgive me for. But it's long past time we had that talk. Did anyone track down Peyton? But Remy places a hand on mine with a look of reassurance. They're on their way here. I explained some of it to them already. And then, to my surprise, I feel my eyes filling with tears. Cassie getting her memory back. It's the final piece to this strange hodgepodge of a puzzle we call family. I don't expect her to fall in love with Remy again. But at least they'll both know what they meant to one another. They'll both know that they can trust each other. And that they're in this together. Remy's phone buzzes. Oh, that's Judith. Uh, Peyton and Trina must be here. Uh, I'll be right back. He slips out of the room. I look at Cassie, who in turn watches Ned. So, you're going to get it all back. How does that feel? <laughs> Shouldn't I be asking you that? Sarah Beth said you were unhappy before, that you'd be happier without any negative emotions. Do you think that's true? No. I'd rather remember it all. Good and bad. It makes us who we are. I wouldn't trade that for anything. She arches a brow. Not even a mother who's less of a screw-up? I laugh. Considering I've screwed up plenty myself. Nah, we make the perfect team. Maybe I should see my mom. If you'd all be willing to stay here too. Make sure she doesn't... His face reddens. She does things sometimes. <laughs> Believe me, I know. At that moment, Remy bursts back into the room. Peyton follows close on his heels, wild with worry. Cassie leaps to her feet. Ned and I both sit upright. What is it? What's wrong? Judith's gone. Peyton's eyes dart around the room. She takes in Ned and Cassie, 
then finally settles on me. Her face darts through a spiral of emotions. Anger, worry, regret, and a spark of something else. Relief? Or maybe I'm just being overly optimistic. A split second later, she settles back on anger. Judith is gone? Uh, where? I don't know, but... She took my mother with her! You're listening to Memory Lane Season 2. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Memory Lane is written by Sarah Shepard, produced by Rhoda Bayessa and Haley Wagreich, associate produced by Michael Coulter, and executive produced by Molly Barton. Performed by Emily Wu Seller, Leanne Marie Dobbs, Elliot Schiff, Tiana Camacho, Julia Nippen, Mike Carnes, Lena Klingeman, Sherry Wishard, and Kaylin West. Directed by Amanda Rose Smith and Kaylin West. Produced by Kaylin West. Sound design and post-production by Tim Franklin. Editing by Corey Barton. Original theme composed by Amanda Rose Smith with digital orchestration by Andrew Rowan and Max Kuttner. Music supervision by Amy Parker. Cover design by Kendall Thomas. Special thanks to Ellen Goodlett.